G'day, punters. Welcome to the mailbag. Pet Anthemus, joined by Jack Dickens. And straight out of Morfordville, Rob Scurry. He's been there twice for Goodwood Day in the last three years. And Rob, the day overall, how'd you find it? Really enjoyed it. Um, get a really good look at him at Morfordville. Uh, the back parade, I get as good a look as there in the back parade as I do at Rose Hill, you know, when they're, all the jockeys go up. So I got a good five minutes. I even found a couple of horses that in later races, which were unsaddled, you know, to, to look at it, which is, um, you know, to anyway. But, yeah, it's just good. The weather held off. I think the track's great. They all get their chance. Um, it's sort of like one of these tracks where you, you, it's like on pace advantage, but, they, you know, it's pace-related results. And, um, you know, I found the winners in the, in the in the younger races sort of bet up in the later races, and which is, a, in retrospect, a bad move. And Dickens, you would have had a good look at this card going into the day. We had a little preview there on Thursday with Rob and with Benny said. And overall, what did you think of the results and your expectations of the day? Well, I thought the overall numbers are poor, to be honest. Um, Not much tempo. Not much tempo, is there? I think full credit to the track, though. You look at the puntingform.com.au positions and wide starter pick, and it's pretty clear that it was you could win from anywhere. Yep. Um, I don't think it was a, like a heavy eight, um, and I'm confused because, like, that's what they've rated. I, I assume because that's what yeah. punting forms got. But if you look on like dynamic, and by the last few races, it's a soft six, so soft seven. A uh, little I, bit confused about that as a reference to reviewing, but I'm not reviewing it too thoroughly. We're sort of going to do it on the fly now. I'm assuming with a yeah. heavy reference to. Um, Robertos Scurries obviously second this is take two um, we've got 45 seconds in to take one um, but we're going to focus heavily I'm assuming Peter on Rob's like eyes on ponies yeah we, we, we won't mention the, the crowds and how they're not affected by the pop tax so the industry has to find something else to blame for people not turning up at the races anyway choose your own adventure there if you want to discuss that get in touch uh, but we won't do it publicly. Just find Rob on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, look, if we start, sorry, Rob, go ahead. It, it, it suits me, mate. I was getting around, you know. There's there's no dr- drunken idiots. What well, you know, there's a few people you know spliffing up on course. Not me, but there were. Um, <laughs> it's Adelaide. It's, it's Adelaide. Did you convert um, to like Christians? Like, did you get some church sort of action into you, or just mainly spliffos, no, like passive no, spliffs? No, mate? no, yeah. Well, that was passive, yeah. But um. No, I no, just, just, um, I was all business, mate. I, I got a call from a mate and he said, you know, what are you doing? So I'm working. He goes, yeah, the race, that's not working. So I'm working. Anyway, I was working. So it'd be yeah. weird if you were like, I, I wouldn't do it. But if, you know, we were lighting up a little sliffer pistol in the corner and this bloke with headphones, six foot six, just started like sliding closer and closer and closer. <laughs> Trying to get a bit of passive dart. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Anyway, uh, let's talk horses. Let's talk some sort of ponies. Um, yeah, before we have to do take three. <laughs> we'll start at race three. That was a group three for the two-year-olds. Slow tempo race, which is pretty much the theme for the day. But Heuristic managed to climb over the top of Ipomedia, um, which was the favourite there down low, loomed in the straight and then peaked over the last couple of stages. Rob, two-year-olds, um, you managed to find the winner here on top. Why did you like the winner over some of the others? Well, it's one of the rare cases of when doing a preview show has actually helped me um, because Benny, uh, he said that the top he was probably fifth up and a bit chewed out. And when I saw it in the yard, it looked it looked really 
there's a day for horses sort of big in condition. I noticed that they weren't getting too sweaty at any of them. Um, but I just lo- really liked the style of, I just looked, just looked like a 1200 meter horse to me. And um, I liked the strapper too. He was just like whispering to it, talking to it, giving it cuddles and kisses. And that's, you know, it's, it's a pretty easy thing to spot at the races. And a kind strapper's worth a length or two. And, you know, he only just got up there. Mate Damo was on, I think, download, went past me, looked like he gave it a big cheer, looked like he had me done. Um, but my boys kicked back. Ben Mellum's had a really good day out there as well. And, you know, one of the quality jocks getting a result. Yeah, we did mention Benny Mellon a few times in that previous show, just getting a couple of positive switches uh, with regards to jocks, and he's obviously a grand final jock. Dickens, anything stand out of this when you're looking at it in the post-match? Oh, potentially bolted in, race fastest last two and 100 metres, um, second up, um, went from a good track to a heavy track. Uh, it also settled like a lot further forward first up. Um, it'll be a horse that I'd look at closely next time I went around. Um, outside that, anything from you? No, not particularly. I just did notice it was probably one for the uh, the SP perfs to a certain degree, but Heuristic obviously wasn't suited to start before. I probably should have paid more attention to this race, but uh, if media, uh, look, it, it had every chance bowling out there in front. Um, race four on the card. Another very slow tempo race here, this time over 2,500, which is probably not too much of a surprise. But uh, on punting form started, they've gone tremendously slow to the 600 there for the class. Let's be frank, settled just worse in midfield. It's ground over the top of uh, Moya Lass and Wakamata. There you go. Uh, but the on-pace brigade of this race have fallen apart. Rob, did anything stand out here? We've got three old fillies, which is typically your wheelhouse, but 2,500. Yeah, look, I, I really, you know, I was flying at this stage after um, Heuristic and then there only looked to be about four four possibles in this race and I didn't know any of the odds and, and I found the two favourites, which was about 65% of the market. Um, just like, I just thought, let's be frank, baby, just looked look perfect for the day, like couldn't get any better. Um, today is a word I think I used in the text, which is kind of a higher strike rate word when they when I say today. Um and the four, um just 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 kind of an ungainly thing. It looked, looked very well with Ollie. Um yeah, all I can remember is just the numbers is the mm. the eleven the, the grey, the eleven the grey looked like it still had a bit of improvement in it. So maybe back to I don't know where you go from this sort of race, but back to maybe a Saturday 2003-year-old race, he could do something. The 11 there, the grey within the green colours, Pete, help me out, what's it called? Maybe One following. last kiss. One last kiss. Um, I think it won it on a synthetic track. Um, yeah, deep, stuff. deep into but, a prep too. Well, that, that's that's the thing. I, I just looked at it, I saw five or six runs, and this horse still looks big in condition, and it wasn't the only horse to be like that on the day. They seem to be popping up everywhere, five, six horses into a prep five or six races into a prep and horses still look like they you know they need more racing can we follow can we follow let's be frank baby like again this prep on on the yard i don't think so i just think it looks to that you know i, I think it'd be hard to to stay at that level it, it looked like the one today and it could only you know go down whereas i think the the 11 can can run well again next to, I, I, i'll be you know if they were met at handicaps, let's be frank, probably going to give that one a fair few kilos and I'd be on the, the grade to beat it. 
Dickens. The thing that stands out here is that they've gone very slow up front. Nothing really run anything of note the last 600. Mm, like I think, yeah, you can get forced into sort of seeing Raven. But one last kiss start is nice. But, you know, yeah, they look okay when you look at the shape of the race, but then you're kind of forcing it because they're just all very slow at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Foxy Frieda effectively pissed in in race five, the group three. Uh, short favourite, but again, very slow tempo here, but 8.3 lengths slow to the 600 in punting forms numbers. So, yeah, not quite a barrier trial, but not much quicker. Sosie Bond was leading. That's probably all you have to say. Um, Rob, how did how did the old statesman look? And how did the, the winner and the favourite here look in Foxy Frieda? She looked well. Um, she's, just, she's not an overly big horse. She's a lo- nice walking horse, nice smooth walking, very professional attitude. Um, I thought she was in big trouble on off this low tempo at about 5.50 out. And, you know, and boy, did I pay a price with my over-exuberant tapping. Um, <laughs> it just bolted in, yeah. Up, up I gave 2.50. There you go. Um, but, yeah, it's... Pro- probably hasn't really beaten much. You know, Sosi Bond's a, a very good sort of, you know, yardstick around that sort of BM90 kind of level. Mm-hmm. He seems to have every chance. He seems to give himself every chance. He, ju- he jumps, he settles in a good spot. He's just a very, very... um. It's an amazing journey he's been on this horse. Like, they couldn't get this horse to do anything. And now he's a lamb and a, and a war horse just keeps backing up. This is the horse that was biting other horses in run. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time. I think so he's, he's a bit better than a benchmark horse too. I think he's still got good ability. Obviously, like placed in the right races, he's thereabouts. This is a big, filthy steamer, Foxy Frieda. It's like started at $1.65 across the boards. Very frustrating because I dodged it first up at Bendigo when it won, often off no tempo, but some of the sexiest like closing sectionals you'll see. Backed it the second up and it was backed and beat SP and it ran second and it was just a bit too tight and just left this race alone and it wasn't too tight apparently because they backed it into a yeah. sixty. Well, I, I I do recall Pete saying, "Hey, it was the last start captain picks bet," and that was sort of ringing in my head after the race. Like, oh, of course, of course. Uh, I, not, I at the, not at the five fifty though when you were laying at SP. Uh no, yeah, I was, I was, I was laying it in run, mate. If you, if you look, if you watch the replay, I think it looks in trouble, five hundred, six hundred meters out. Anyway, um, you know, just back your eye. Uh, I was on the the ten here, which was, was some lovely positive um, mounting yard manners um, as a horse, just like a really happy horse, ready to go, and um, it's run a really good race. He couldn't get quite get past Stacey Bond, um, but yeah, it's um, you know probably at least a Adelaide Saturday horse and maybe one to follow the 10 there with Tegan Vorham on in the uh, Gallant Guru colours. Hardy Princess was that galloper. A three-year-old versus some of the older horses there. So yeah, that and was she, what her 10th start. Okay, not suited on, at, at the weight scale as well. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's jump to race six and a 2,028 metre race for the Phillies and Mares, even tempo here. Uh, thought-provoking has led Ben Mellom on board for Price Kent Jr. and held off Agreeable, who I think the Clark and O'Shea camp were pretty bullish on its chances. Um, it's just missed out there on the line. Warm smile was third. Rob, um, there was a couple of shorter price sources here. Thought-provoking one. The other was Cap de Joy. Who, who I saw parade 
the previous start at Sandown, and I like you know Rusty. Fair, I am Rusty, but I thought, whoa, moral walked like a beast, paraded like Ben Cousins, West Coast yeah. days, like not Richmond where he's just looked a bit too muscly, <laughs> but just like those West Coast days where he's just glowing, oiled, just an Adonis, a specimen. Well, well Jack, finally you should say that because I, I, I thought I was, you know, I, I found this horse two races before in the pre-parade. I, yeah. I didn't ask for one horse's name uh, from, from the strapper walking around, but I asked for the name of this one. It was Cap de Joie. Or joy, and um, yeah, it was my biggest bet of the day. And in hindsight, or, or even at the time, I you know there was, there was a nagging thought: this is going to go back on an average tempo. Um, maybe, maybe you know, fear, maybe I should have just let it go. Um, but yeah, it was it was terrible. Didn't didn't seem to give a yelp. Um, the the winner had every possible in run and scraped home. Um, yeah, I can't tell you much more about about him, but Cap de Joy, very, very disappointing. Well, well back the winner, Pete. Yeah, we, we did mention this race briefly on the preview. When I went and had a deeper look, I came to the conclusion that I only wanted to back thought-provoking on a soft track. If it dipped into heavy, I was just going to leave it. And then as it turned out, I think Saturday morning it was rated a heavy track and then found the jump. It was probably borderline soft. It was probably improving mm. as the day went on. So look, one of those where you just, you know, until next time, uh, look, what do we take out of this? Phillies and mares sort of race over 2,000 metres. I don't think a great deal. Um, agreeables run good splits. I think the camp is probably back after having a little bit of a rough trot there for a couple of months. But uh, agreeable is probably the only one you can follow based on their splits home. Interesting that I got that horse. Look, that was um Friedman horse, wasn't it? Yeah, once upon a time. Well, they've had it for ages, yeah. yeah. Anyway, there you go. let's push on. Race seven uh, with the proud mistakes over 1,200. Another group three for fillies and mares. Even tempo once again. Snapped has come from the rear. Run down oh. Grey River and Hypothetical, which were in the first four in run. Um, I know a few of the boys are pretty keen in the mailbag team on Grey River's chances if it had gone to Flemington. It went to Morfordville. I took 7.50. And got run down late. Seven fifty started four four dollars four forty. SP. What, what was the what start. was the push there behind Grey River? Because obviously a few of the boys liked it, but why why in particular did you like it? Um, was it the I can't remember. Let me. I'll, I'll be able to figure it out pretty quick. It would have shone on the sheet. Oh yeah. It was, I really liked the Royal Merchant and She Dances form, which proved to win a group one, but didn't prove to win this race. <laughs> that is disgusting yeah. and sick. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, it was really, really good in the Royal Merchant race, and it was the fastest last 200 and 100 of that race. So, um, you know, that horse was thereabouts in a group one, which was the ne- next race before when you're doing the form, and this thing's $7.50. I expected them to go to Adelaide. We sort of talked about it on the show, like they get black type here. Um, God, this is just before this is just for the mounting up for Keats too. So it's a great little thirty-five minutes. Meanwhile, Slack has come from the same race as Foxicon. They've started the same price, and Foxicon started favourite here, and Snap has started seven dollars fifty or so. So there, there it is. Last start SP. Sorry, Rob. What did you think? 
I couldn't find snaps on a Wednesday at Mount Gambia. It's not much to look at. It was it was a woolly. It was, it was like a little greyhound. Not much to look at at all. Um, I I remember you saying you had uh, you like diamonds on the preview mm. show. Um, I thought that presented really well first up. So that was a, a small bet for me. I think I expect uh, three three in this race and. Queen of the Green being another one. I don't remember Benny saying that that's that might be something first up. Uh, it looked really forward. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if if they were really targeting this race and wound it right up to, to run well, but it's beaten three lengths. And um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what it can do. Foxicon looked looked really well, um, but yeah, it just seems a little bit a little bit short to me. Um, Grey River, yeah, I, I thought. I thought it looked well, but um, again, I, I wanted to play something a bit wider. So um, just giving it back, giving it back. Uh, I thought um, I Am Bene, Pete, was a pretty good run first up. Yeah. You know, it, I, I'd anticipate she being by I Am Invincible will improve when the weather does and the tracks do. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be very keen to see her go to a, a good track and um, – Maybe get a rider upgrade and um, have a bet. The uh, you're quite right there. It's raced on the soft six times for two placings, but uh, I remember a couple of shout out to Sugar ago. Shane. Sugar Shane Baker taught me that. Yeah, the um, it, great man. She ran fourth behind, extremely lucky in that really high rating Lightning Stakes at Morfordville, and then went to Caulfield the next start. Mellum jumped on from gate three and. Uh, managed to to win pretty soft there on that day and was well backed as well. So yeah, it does have a bit of a bit of its ability on its day. Um Iron Benno. Anyway, mm. shall we get to the main feature? The Goodwood 1200 meters set weights with penalties for three year olds and up group one, even tempo to the 600. Uh there was plenty of form lines going into this. Royal Merchant was one of those Maristus and yeah, they were at bigger price. Um, I was on Zapateo, which I was surprised it was as firm throughout betting as what it was. I thought there might have been a chance that there might have been some drift just given the the alley, but um, Ollie gave it perfect steer and seemed to have mm. its chance there in the straight, I thought. Uh, another award, award managed to run on really well for second. That horse is just airborne at the moment. Lofty strike probably wasn't suited as much, I think, on the wet track and probably... I mean, I think it's placed once previously on heavy, but some of its other softer runs haven't been quite up to scratch. But the writing was, was on the wall, though, Pete. Like yeah. it was three forty to four forty since yeah. nine a.m. Like that's a pretty severe drift for a horse that's got like elite Group One form in Melbourne. For a rate, for the, this is like a Group Three. Yeah, the two two place getters um, in Zapatow and another reward were both very firm in betting. Um, mm. Royal Merchant. Basically held its price throughout. Rob, what did you think of these? Oh, they all played really well. Um, I, I front page has been a horse that I've had a bit of time for and been it gets some good results for me. I thought he was a bit weak here actually. I know he's only got beaten two and a half lengths, but he he got a better run than I was expecting him to get. Um, the the what the, the map might suggest. Um, the other one I um I was with um you know one of Pakistan's number one. Uh, movie stars and went lofty strike strike walked past with um julius he asked him in urdish should he put his money on julius said yes very very oh. confidently oh really uh, yeah yeah yep yeah. so um look so i stitched I, him up basically. well I, I think they'll be very 
disappointed um, in the run. At the 250, I thought there's every chance he was going to go past them. Um, and he's, he seemed to be well in at the weights here. So maybe he's just getting to the end of his prep. Um, but yeah, it's, it seemed to set up pretty well. Um, the, uh, you know, I liked another award. Um, I, I didn't even make a note on Well Merchant, but he did look well. Um, there was like 16 runners. And I think I got to about 13 of them and I, I didn't have a comment on the winner, which is, you know, bad for me. But, um, yeah, it's not, a, it's not a, Group, yeah, it's barely a group one. I prefer yeah. it to be, uh, you know, go back to a handicap. Um, General Bose is nice sprint looking, but maybe that's if it's not gilded, it should be. Um, Zutori, surely, you know, about time to retire that horse. I was going to say, there's a lot of numbers here, isn't there, Dico? There's a lot of horses in the back half of the field that we've seen and, you know, done form on for the last three, four years or so. And yeah, a few of them have been pretty underwhelming here. Well, I think it it kind of all makes sense though. Like the only horse here that profiled to me, like I'm on the up and I might be a pretty good horse, and I love the wet was Zapatea, and yeah, four year old mare, um, in form, big fat juicy number, um, like last start, or the the third up this prep at Randwick sort of stamped off. And that was like the third in a row. Then she did it again at Morfittville. It was another juicy number. And, you know, it makes complete sense to me why they backed it. And she's handled soft tracks. I think she's better on a heavy, but she handled them. And she was good, but just not good enough. Um, and I think that's what the market sort of did. Like, here's a bit of fresh blood, look, relative to this mm. race. Uh, but, fuck. Yeah. It's only, full, it's only, full credit, Kiramar Davustis and the machine that they are. Well, that horse hasn't had to improve. It's just had to hold what it's been doing the last three starts. And because the tempo wasn't as quick, I guess, as what you'd expect for a capacity field group one, it's really just been able to get away with running over top of some horses that either didn't handle the track or didn't perform up to expectations. So I'm not sure it's necessarily stamped itself as doing anything that we haven't seen so far, Royal Merchant. Yeah, um, but it's just like a... Yeah, they've got a lot of horses, right? So you can sort of overplay them or overrate them. They are destroying their HOE on punting form. Their pot's really good. Their strike rate, last 100 runners, is 24%. This horse has been up at the races since the 11th of November last year. Yeah. So it would have been in work from August. Like it's, it's legitimately full credit. It knocked off She Dancers to start prior. She Dancers is good. And that this kind of proves it's good that it is good. Uh, I just think it's. I don't know. You just sort of shake your head how good they are at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just hope, pray to all the gods that they do it to one of our horses. We've got there. <laughs> um, look, I'll, I'll I'll say look, there's only three point eight lengths between first and tenth. Yeah. General Bow is is uh, hundred to one, and this track I. I I wouldn't give too many horses too many pass marks for not running well on it because I think, you know, they were running mm. 30, 35 and a half seconds, 600s. Um, it was a nice day. Um, it, it wasn't heavy. It was it was a, it was a, a slow track and, you know, most horses should be able to handle a slow track like that. I just think it's a really good performance by the, 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 the cult. Like, you would have put this horse away when it was like, you know, group two placed in February. Surely, you know, but they had the foresight, the ability, and the courage to put this thing through its gears, and 
it's now Group One winning Philly, worth a shitload. Yeah, more than any other stable, they always seem to be thinking and not afraid to look around the country at all the individual group races and where they can target to try and get more black type for the extended team. Mm. Yeah. They've, got, they've, they've got some smart cookies there as well, which probably helps. Well, one of the smartest too. Yeah. Shout out to the Harris man at Kiramar Racing, Josh Kelly Captain. Very good. Uh, Do you reckon he's hairier than you and me? It's like comparing Robin Williams to uh, like Ryan <laughs> Gosling upcoming and playing Ken in the Barbie movie. It's like there's probably no comparison. That's Rob. Rob's, <laughs> Rob's got no hair except for his moustache. Shaves his legs apparently, don't you? No, never. Wow. Sorry. That's good content, mate. Good, good, good content, mate. Straighten um, us up. That's more for Bill. <laughs> Shall we just quickly touch on Flemington? Um Good day, good track as always. Dicko, what was your highlight, low light, anything in between? Oh, the low light was um, getting backed into favourite in a 180k, 70k race and um, getting taken on by a horse that doesn't run well, ridden like that, and uh, was beaten by eight and a half lengths in Visanari. That was a low light. Um, when they jumped, I like obviously, I watched the market pretty closely. I was like, "Oh, we're going like we're going to start favourite." I implied, I thought we might start favourite in the owner update in the morning. So have your bet now if you haven't already. But um, I couldn't believe that we started favourite. I took a lot of confidence out of that. And then when we settled, I thought, "Oh, he's asking them to go a little bit quicker than we want." But at least pinstripes like that third pair back, not one one back, one off. And then Bo just decided to. Eyeballs the whole way, and they and I saw up on the big screen eleven five six at like the you know fourteen to the twelve, and I thought, oh good god, <laughs> they they're all going to be digging post holes. But Pinstripe wasn't. I think Pinstripe's a really really nice animal. I think he um, can win a group race. I think that they have unlocked the key a little bit these last two runs by putting him into races, and and. They've seen what 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 he can do if he is put into a race, and I expect that they'll freshen him. They'll give him a proper spell. You see him in spring, and uh, he's going to be very competitive in good races this next preparation because he he's sort of thereabouts, Pete. But he's snicked all the time, and just needs to be like winks to win a Group One. Whereas now, I think from Barrier Seven, he can sort of sit midfield and go pretty close. Who would have thought that putting a horse into the race might give it a better yeah. chance of winning? It's astonishing, eh? It's just unreal. Um, anything else? Take your fancy. Anything you want to follow or not follow out of this card? Um, oh, I thought that race race one, there was a nice horse that didn't win that was on debut for um, standby punters. I'm just getting it up now. Um, for Liam Howley, L. Podart del Sol. Uh, nice horse, uh, will win a nice race, I think. Um, that was its first ever performance at the races. And I thought that our TiVo you could forgive and back again if they run again this prep, but it's not going to win a Cox Plate. Um, uh, he doesn't know he's lost, Jack. He, st- he still thinks he's five for five. Yeah, but hopefully the owners do when they lower the sights just a little bit. <laughs> and I thought out of the uh, pinstripe race, uh, Maserati Bay was a really, really nice return, um, like huge run, and I reckon Bermudez is ready to win. 
any any comment on what was happening down the straight? All three races have been not particularly fast run and not particularly fast run home either. Yeah, I was confused by that. Yeah. Uh, although I think it's a scene th- throughout the, the day. Yeah. The, the, apart from the, the Keats race and the staying race, often is a big number. Um, they're a bit underwhelming, these figures. So mm. um, two ways to handle that, I guess, is either go, I'm going to be sort of forgiving in this meeting and try and find them because the numbers will be poor and the market won't. Like if you sort of trust your eye just that little bit, Pete, or just sort of get rid of most of them. Because, yeah, like I I assumed like the Psy, Psy, for example, I assumed the last 600 to be a lot fatter than it was. Yeah. Well, than it is. Um, Like Vongol, I assumed that they would have gone pretty quick for it to finish how it did. Like it looked to me like... I was on Renosu and looked to me like it was off the bit, but they've not gone that quick. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm confused by it. That's a good point you bring up. What? How do you think? What are you doing here? Um, it's it has a real mid year feel to it overall. Um, I, I was on Renosu as well. I just thought throughout the run it never really looked comfortable, did it? But it the, like, like push it up. When, and, yeah, when, but when you see that. On a Saturday, you normally see on a Sunday night or a Monday morning that they went pretty quick. Yeah, and and the horse was sort of like gassed. Whereas when you read the data on the Monday morning this week, you're like, well, he can handle that. He, he normally would handle that tempo. What's what's happened? Yeah, but it was one of those where I think everyone just sat there thinking Sartorial Splendor must be going really quick here because it's out in front by a bit of a space, and they just sat there and waited. Yeah, which yeah, fastest sprint home, right? Anyway, uh, not much of a meeting in review. Uh, we will look forward to the next week ahead. Um, I don't know where they're racing in Victoria. Rob, you're back in Sydney. You've sail got- sail on Wednesday, sand down on um, Saturday. There's a Mornington meeting tomorrow that I assume Jackson will be sending bets at uh, accountably. Accountable yeah. betting advice. Rob, what did you finish up on unit-wise there on Saturday? Oh, after looking, you know, with an unassailable lead, um, I just, I've just held on for a, a small 30 and a half out, I think like 14.8 back, so you know, 10% profit. But I think we're about four and a half out for about 14 back after race three. So, um, did, did you follow the Brooks mail? Did you get on the golf? No, I didn't, mate. I, I, I've, I've, I can't catch the golf. I've just decided just, just to give up on it. Um, I, I think I, you know, I, I just did that thing where you, you back them one. One week and then the next, if they don't win, then the next week they won, and that that just triggered me. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I think I just had to let it go. Plus the fact that I was turning on golf, you know, at, at eight in the morning, and the missus is going, "Why are you turning on golf?" I'm saying, like, oh, "I'm just interested in you. So you're, you're betting on it, aren't you? You're betting on it." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, all right, I'm betting on it." <laughs> yeah, so that's um, yeah. So so anyway, we don't we don't need seven a.m. sport on with getting the kids to school um which i'm sort of riding um don't need that adrenaline that early in the day <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's a good well, point because I'm, I'm running flat right now i've been up since four doing it yeah well well, well played man i'm, I'm glad you got the adrenaline fun. though has worn off glad i've got, got a... 6 p.m 
Yeah, it's like it's, it's, I bet you at six thirty, you're you're been good to be around, excitable man. Yeah. It was a, a roller coaster this morning. I was, you, you know, remember Matty Punts? Yep. We were, we were just chatting the whole morning because he was in America around a pool, Peter. You would have loved it. He sent me pictures of the pool, but it was a fucking roller coaster. Like he was up by three shots. We were going, oh, this is all over. The next minute he's in the bush. And anyway, we got there. Golf really is exciting, isn't it? Who would well, have thought? It's like everything in life. It's a lot more exciting if you bet on it. <laughs> That's it. Responsibly. Um, Watch it, play it, bet on it. I've got a few nice days in Sydney and it should be a five at Canterbury. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Um, And we've got, um, think about it, running in a group one and Eagle Palm, I think, as well. Um, Yeah. That should be, probably send a bet on him as well because why wouldn't I? Best horse in the country. Just about, just about um, in with Eduardo in the race, he should get a tempo, which he doesn't really find. So I guess we'll get to see what's under the bonnet with him there. With Absolutely. On. All right, guys, very good. We'll catch up some other time and we'll discuss more about horses running around in a circle. But until then, go well. And also, actually, um, English Digital, Malua Racing is selling two 10% shares in King Sirius, who is our horse, which is a half to Umgawa that will be trialing uh, this week or next. So if you um, want to put your hand up digitally, um, log in to English Digital. It's like 180 and 181, I think, top of my head. I don't think they'll be very expensive, and uh, the horse is pretty much good to go. Any questions, Jono, J-O-N-O, at themailbag.com.au, and bye for now.